0: We thank you for your support. The topic for today is vexing my spirit, so my body, eh? and it should even be vexing your own spirit, your own soul, and your body because uh-uh. it's ridiculous. How can you be a 70 something year old person? Aromanness, She, she elevator Dada. Is that elevator going all the way to the top in your brain? What kind of rubbish is that? She, There's a special jail for people like you. And then learn, woman. Thirty This life is not eternal. When we get to eternal, life, there's also eternal judgments for you. Can you imagine disturbing young girls? You're rubbish, was you? yeah? stop <laughs> <laughs> oh, touching. Sorry, madam,
1: sorry. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Magic Girl Talks. It's your host, Olamya Ayanda. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to another episode of Magic Girl Talks. We appreciate you coming back with the content. And today's episode is scandalous and juicy, but must be said... Of course, I have a new cast member and I have a returning cast member, a veteran to this game. Um, introduce yourself.
2: All right, so hey everybody, it's your girl, Nicole J or whatever. I mean, I feel like I've been here um a lot for a while, and you guys already knew my voice. So I'm back and we are going to um talk about some deep things, so get ready for that.
1: And our new cast member. Hey y'all, what's poppin'? It's your girl Sandra at DME,
3: and, and this is my first time, but I'm excited. <laughs> and thank you guys for having me. So, yeah, it's about to get juicy. <laughs>
1: Of course, before we start, we always dig in something called The Talk, where we talk about things that are on our tongues, things that are gisting about with our girls, things in our conversations, things in our group chat. So, of course, who wants to kick it off first? going to kick it off. All right. <laughs> Doing who wants to kick it off. <laughs> don't kick
0: it off. I don't even really know
1: what I've been talking about this week. I feel like I've been so MIA mm. with talking to people. Mm. Okay, so basically, I've been working on... Updating my resume to reflect my expertise because mm-hmm. y'all know i'm creative and i actually want to um go into digital marketing i want to enhance my um, linkedin page a little bit more so that you know people come they, they know who they, they're right. dealing with mm-hmm. um and one thing i have been talking about for short actually now i remember um it's just like as i update my resume i'm just realizing like I don't really like doing the nitty-gritty of social media, mm. but I like giving you what to, to you what to do. Like I will give you the plan to do it. Uh, I think more so I like doing the strategy. Efficient. Like yeah. this is the idea that I have and you can go ahead and create the content, but this is the idea, it's the campaign's idea and what should be focused on. All right.
2: Um, I guess what I'm talking, I'm actually haven't really been talking to anyone about this. This is more so me in my mind, talking <laughs> to myself because I'm crazy. No, just kidding, I'm not crazy in Jesus' name. Um Afrikaans <laughs> <laughs> be like. But um, this is something I saw on Instagram the other day. If you guys don't know who Joseph Solomon is, he is uh he's a poet and he's also a Christian YouTuber. And he posted something on his Instagram the other day. It had something to do with the universe. He was basically saying that... Actually, let me read it.
3: Something about the universe can't say something that mm-hmm. doesn't, know doesn't know you,
2: right? Yeah, he said, the universe has no idea who you are. And then his caption was, trust me, I asked him, her, them, such... So <laughs> Sam Smith. Smith. I mean, no shade to Sam Smith. I pray, I pray that guy gets saved, but I was just really, I was looking at the comments and I was just seeing how so many people didn't really approve of what Joseph Solomon was saying concerning the universe and concerning the caption. And majority of those people are Christian. So I'm mm. like, what oh in the world? I mean, I've posted something on my Insta story concerning the universe too. It was a it was a TD Jake sermon and he was talking about people <laughs> referring to the universe, like yeah. giving too much credit to the universe. Something that was like, created no, by God. Exactly. Right. We creation. do not pray to the universe, we pray to Jesus Christ, who created the universe. Yeah. So I was just really um shocked to see how many Christians didn't approve of that message. And I'm like, are we all reading the same Bible here? Like <clears throat> when did we start giving on the, the create creation? So I was just really shook about that.
1: I saw a tweet like that. Somebody tweeted like somebody had tweeted um horoscopes and sage and said <laughs> don't belong in the in Christianity. And then somebody we tweeted, but the three wise men used the star to find Jesus. And I was thinking in my head, yeah, darkness still still mm-hmm. that Jesus is king exactly. regardless. He's like right. like. The, 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 um, the demons still know Jesus came they still they still in yeah. time, rubbers, they fear him but that doesn't mean it belongs Christianity. And be like to Christianity they weren't the
2: stars to find their identity yeah God but
3: directed them to look at the
2: stars to exactly. find and it's Jesus like, and it's
1: just like it's literally when God made the earth in the first seven days a light and darkness was a, created to help us guide and right. you know mm-hmm. separate day and evening right. sky and land mm-hmm. all to that put stuff order, like, all yeah the but it order. wasn't here for us to reverence exactly you mm. know how god you know how people are like oh god made man and then man made god oh, like no swoop shout okay. out to swoop so it's just like he said,
3: that. he said
2: what I think he said that that god swoop. made God mm. made man and man made god oh. yeah so it's like mm.
1: you know like the creator creates something now you're you worshiping the creation it's like what mm-hmm. it's like the whole golden calf issue like mm. yeah you you make most of for a second and you make a go cap stop reference and you're like, what? Yeah, so it's just like, yeah. It's crazy.
3: And that's why you gotta be careful. A lot of people say they're spiritual. Hmm. What's that
1: entail?
3: What does it entail place? Bruh. <laughs> once you
2: don't, once you say spiritual and not Christian, that's why I'd be looking at you sideways.
3: Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. what spirits? But um, yeah. So for me, recently I came across the tweet, Instagram post, I don't know, about John Chris. Um mm-hmm. And if anyone doesn't know who he is, he's, like, a Christian comedian, I believe. Yeah. So he's very popular on Instagram. A lot of people follow him. And apparently he's been involved with um, sexual misconduct. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of, like, you know, at first I was, like, oh, wow. Like, you know, like, I don't know, like... Not like I don't know. I was just, like, shocked. I guess that's what it was. I was just shocked because I didn't know what the full story was mm-hmm. um, or what happened or, what like, what was involved. But I just saw people tweeting a lot about it. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, wow. So Honestly. Yeah.
2: That's why, I mean, Andy Minio, he came out with an album, I think it was about two years ago. And it was called Hero. Mm. I mean, the album wasn't called Hero, but I think, you no know, super... I beg. Mean, my facts are all <laughs> bad, that, but um, Annie Minio came out with an album about two years ago, and one of the songs was basically, like, "I all heroes are flawed. Mm. Like, although you guys might look up to me, I'm still flawed, too. I know a whole bunch of people probably look up, looked up to John Chris, like, oh, oh yeah. my gosh, there's nothing he couldn't do. He's such a perfect, he does clean comedy. He's right. a Christian type of stuff. But no, he's a Christian that has been doing a lot of bad stuff mm. to women. And um, it was very disheartening to see that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Especially with everything else that's been going on recently, mm-hmm. like with sexual misconduct and people like in power, um, taking advantage of women and stuff. And yeah, it's like, so I saw it again. i was just like, again, like, oh are you gosh. kidding me? Like, like
1: yeah. not like
3: he's not above mistakes, mm-hmm. but it's just like, like, again, world. like another Christian, another whatever, whatever involved in this is just like, oh my gosh.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a good segment to get into our topic. So our topic today, of course, I didn't announce it earlier, but it's called Uncle Stop Touching Me. (laughs) Uncle Stop Touching (laughs) Me. Stop it. Shout out to Chris Daniels. Honestly. Is it Chris Daniel. It's Kiss, Kiss Daniel. It's
2: actually Kiss. Kiss Daniel. I mean, my friend was telling me the other day about how his record Labeled. yeah. So they had to change his name from Kiss to Kiss. Old record label owned that name. Oh yeah, that's like a Kiss Kiz. FM
3: in 90s. Kiss Daniel.
1: So um, last year was the big year of Me Too, and if you know what Me Too is basically a lot of women came forward and exposed a lot of men in power who had sexually abused them. missed treated them sexually mm-hmm. possibly even raped them from bill cosby mm-hmm. to steve weinstein yeah. to um the, the su- supreme court um, um candidate um brent kevinoff yeah like people were blowing the whistle and people were coming forward testifying of things that they dealt with years ago to just bring light to people in power that are abusing their power mm-hmm. and abusing women with it and um a lot of people that were exposed, yeah, we fell in love with them, but they had a dark side, even mm. on Kelly, you know, like mm-hmm. we had to cancel him
0: from on like <laughs> Kelly.
1: So it's just you like, that he
2: repents from it, bruh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing about it was like, this happened all across America and I felt like it ca- finally caught on finally in the Nigerian community when BBC released the document Sex for Grades. Mm. And if you don't know what Sex for Grades was, it was basically a documentary that BBC had where they sent two under- Covered. Cover reporters mm-hmm. to University of Lagos, University of Ghana, where they post as underage girls, 17, 18 year old students seeking admission to these prominent schools and people in charge of admission who are also professors were caught on camera and audio, abusing them sexually, mm-hmm. asking for favors, touching them inappropriately, having conversations that don't need to be had by an older man or young girl at all. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these people have well, the guy from Nigeria forgot um, his name, but he was arrested. And the thing about it is, like, this guy tried to commit suicide in jail, and I was like, uh-uh. Ah, ah, <laughs> hey. you will pay for your crimes." <laughs> <laughs> kind of suicide? Kind of suicide It's not funny, <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> What you here on this earth? <laughs> no. Nah. And even with the um, the closer um, pastor, how yeah. he has been accused of raping and sexually assaulting a, women. multiple cool. women actually yeah yeah, and it's just like a mega church pastor being yeah. accused of rape mm. Um, so we're, we're just digging in and it was funny enough Sandra's the one that reposted the sex for grades um, yeah I think it was through Sandra there uh,
3: oh, yeah, yeah, she I woke up it. when I just saw
1: it I was like and you know I, it was like 9-12 minutes and for me like if you know me I don't really do well with trauma like rape mm-hmm. molestation anything like that I'm like, I'm already hyperventilating I'm already panicking I'm already crying when I watched The Dick Money, I had to pause multiple times. But I finished it, and I'm just like, yo, no, 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 no. On
3: YouTube. The full one's on YouTube.
1: We watched it last yeah. night in the car. Uh, oh, oh, uh, yeah. I said, you know what? Sandra, you can't be on my podcast. Like, what a do, baby. All right, what a do, baby. You gotta be on my podcast. Like, content, I need to get content, you. Content. And um, Sandra and Nicole both schooled in Nigeria, so yeah. they can probably shell out on that, too. But, yeah, this is going to be a very interesting topic. So both of you guys are Nigerian American, right? And you were born here, but you guys went to school in Nigeria. You lived there for a segment of time in your life. How was that? And how did I get in Nigeria anyway?
3: <laughs> well, um, I was born here. Then I went to school in London. Then I came. Then I went to Nigeria for high school, basically after I was done with primary school. And um, yeah, at first I wasn't in boarding school. I was actually, going to school from home, and then I went to boarding school later on due to some circumstances or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's basically how I ended up there. I went back for high school um, after my parents got divorced in London so I came back with my mom and went to high school in Nigeria and then when I was done with high school in Nigeria, I came back here for college and life ETC.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, well for me, I think I have a kind of similar story. I think it was in 2000 and, mm, 2010ish my parents they brought us like a mm. booklet of a school in Nigeria and they asked us to look through it and they are like, oh, how'd you feel about it? Blah blah blah. And next thing you know, they shipped us off. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Just kidding, it wasn't really that dramatic, but um I think it was in 2001 My parents they told us that they wanted us to um just grow up in Nigeria and go to school in Nigeria. So we lived in Nigeria. I lived in Nigeria along with my siblings for about seven years and I came back in um two thousand and ten as an FOB fresh (laughs) off the boats. B. That was definitely a traumatic experience for me, transitioning back to America.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't easy. (laughs) How was your experience in Nigeria, mainly around like African men and these so-called uncles? We'll call them uncle for the podcast. How was that?
2: Um, yeah, so I feel like the uncles are both in America and in Nigeria. But um, for Nigeria, I wouldn't really give specific names because I don't know who about to listen to this podcast <laughs> later on, and I don't need anyone calling my phone like, Pokey, what are you talking about? But um, like, I do remember growing up with someone who I looked to as a, a grandfather type of figure. Mm-hmm. And um, there were days where we would go to his house and... Um, He was just, he would, um, I don't know how to say it, but you know how uncles, how you greet them and next thing you know, their hands are going places that they shouldn't go. Hmm. I feel like that was my experience with him and even my sisters, they had um, the same experience and I feel like their memory is better than mine because I was still young at that time. But there are times where we just go over to his house, and next thing you know, his hands are going places that they shouldn't go. Mm-hmm. And um, that was someone that we all trusted. Mm. We looked to him as a grandfather, but he looked to us as a yeah, an object
1: for pleasure. For pleasure. Mm. How old were you? I was probably about twelve. Praise God. Um, speaking of twelve, uh. When I was twelve, you know how you start developing like boobies. Mm-hmm. Praise God for my African mom; she didn't want to buy me a bra, so I wear like singlets. Oh, God. <laughs> that
2: would keep it there. <laughs> that would keep it in place. See the mosquito
3: bites in place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I, I we had my aunt. My aunt got me this one Tommy Hilfiger tank top. So I used to wear it around her faithfully. Like, I was faithfully wearing around the house. So um, one day I was sitting on. Um, I was wearing it. You know. You, your boobs are developing. Like you're insecure about your body. You right. like everybody, everybody, everybody exactly. can see, and it's just like, it's just like, oh man, yeah, I can see my little mosquito bites. Mm-hmm. Um, so my uncle put me on his lap and work. Like my mom is there, his wife is there, and he like, you know, people brush, people like brush their their head all against your head, like yeah, like to mm-hmm. you like, hey, yeah. It's like he did it, but it was like against my boobies, right? What? And I, I think I reacted. And next thing you know, everybody starts screaming. Did you grab his penis? I oh, said, "Excuse me." Ah, uh, <laughs> I said, "Excuse me," and they're like, "Did you grab his penis?" I said, "No." Oh. And at this point in life, the only penis that I've seen was my little brother by changing his diaper. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm just like, "Penis? Like, what is that? What is that? Wow!" And like, where's that located for me to even grab? You know? So it's because you were screaming. That's why they asked. No, you. like when he did it, I I think I my I my hand went like this, but I didn't. I didn't put my hand, like, I'm on his lap. I didn't put my hand, like, anywhere down below. I was, like, trying to yank away, Mm -hmm. like, you know, move. Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And it was just, like, when that moment happened, like, I think it it planted the seed in me Mm -hmm. not to trust my mom or anything sexually. Mm -hmm. So, like, after that, hoping hope, and they start yelling. I run to my room. I start packing a bag. I'm running away. Like, (laughs) I'm running away. Run away, love. Run away. (laughs) No, for real, I'm running away. And I'm just, like at that moment I'm just like why would you accuse me of grabbing somebody's hmm. penis so right. loud in front of everybody right yeah. like meet a 12 year old grab mm-hmm. a penis like who who does that and it's, it's probably like, how
3: he re- he reacted to you jerking like probably he touched there or something
1: like mm-hmm. I don't know and I'm just like grab a penis who who? what Stressing. <laughs> you know like my mom would even go there and it's just like and it's like you didn't even ask me like why, like why did you do that or what screaming. happened? Yeah. You said like, yeah. he's me from everybody. And I'm just yeah. like, I don't trust you. Like yeah. anything sexually, I don't, I don't trust you. And it's just mm-hmm. like my body's developing. Not that I'm lusting or sexually, um, have an appetite for sexual for, sex, for sex right now. But it's just like my body's developing. I'm confused. I'm 12. You know, like mm-hmm. everybody's around me changing too. But you know, and I'm not wearing a bra, and this guy rubs his head against my boobs, and it's just like, excuse me, and it's like. So I was just like, "Mm." and ever since that moment, like, I just, I'm very standoffish. Like, I don't, don't come near me. Don't touch me. Don't Mm -hmm. even a hug. Like, I'm good. Mm -hmm. You know, I was driving. Like when I'm like reflecting about like how to set up this podcast, but to talk about questions, I was just like that incident is what breeded like your Mm -hmm. distrust in your mom when it comes to like protecting you against men. Like. If anything happens, I wouldn't go to my mom first. Mm. I'll go so, probably go somewhere else, you mm. know? And that, hopefully that's, that incident is what caused the was a catalyst for you not trusting her to guard you against, like, older men. Mm-hmm. And standing on your side, like, what happened? Mm-hmm. You know, now my mom is very vocal. Like, she's more, like, with the whole COSA thing, she's very, like, if it happens, yell it, shout it out, tell everybody, don't <laughs> keep quiet, expose <laughs> them. But it's just, like, like, what, 20... Yeah. No, that's 20. No, not, I'm not 32 yet. <laughs> Praise God. Um, but like, you know, like 15 plus years ago, you mm-hmm. weren't that vocal. So it's just like, okay. But now she's very like, yeah. these men need to be exposed. Do you yeah. think something um,
2: something was keeping her from being vocal back then? Maybe there was something that she wasn't exposed to or something she was afraid of? Yeah. I think this is, this is probably
1: what a lot of people actually, when it comes to like, rapists or sexual predators or people who prey on those vulnerable for sex or um, growth and all that stuff they prey on people that they're actually close to hmm. yeah you're like, people think that a rapist is going to be, like, Brock Turner that jumps out the alley and rapes you behind the garbage bin. Mm-hmm. No, like, a rapist can be literally the closest person, closest man mm-hmm. or woman to you that has your trust, your family's trust, and knows you really well to manipulate you. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like a lot of people keep quiet because it's, it's the proximity of closeness. Like, mm-hmm. like, this person is literally, like, so close. Like, a lot of people get raped because, like, the the... The predator knows that they're so close for comfort that people will be blinded Mm -hmm. to just that think that they can do it, you know? And I feel like the last time people keep quiet, but my mom doesn't even think it's going to happen because, like, that's a family member. I knew knew them longer than I knew my child. Like, Mm -hmm. I knew them all all my life. Like, that's not possible. But reality is that's the Mm -hmm. formula for how it actually does happen, Mm -hmm. you know?
3: And also, if these, like, men are, like, a source of help to you or your family, Mm -hmm. like, let's say uncle is giving me money to help buy groceries for my house and my kids mm-hmm. it's like and he does it it's like oh they need my help anyways like mm-hmm. not most some women will speak out against it. like to hell with your help mm-hmm. but not a lot of people are like that yeah. like it's like i need this money to take care of you blah blah, blah, blah mm-hmm. stuff like that so like even before i went to nigeria like i've just always been very conscious because um when i was living in london i guess because of like environment and diet i developed very quickly like you were saying um, I started developing hips and stuff like my body very quickly. I used to wear baggy jeans all the time. Um, if a man was, like, walking behind me on the street, like, even in Nigeria, I would cross the street. Like, mm-hmm. that's just how paranoid I was all the time. Um, like, even now, like, when people who are not, like, let's say my family members or they try to hug me, I sometimes I, you know, I kind of, like, jerk, yeah. my body jerks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kind of like reflect, and it happened last year, and I honestly just caught myself laughing because I didn't do it intentionally. Mm. <laughs> the person was like, I'm not I'm not trying to beat you. Like, I was like, they're just really trying to hug me. Like, I was just saying bye, and I I just like, <laughs> okay. my whole body just reacted. Um, so it was just more so like, you know, I mean, now that I'm older and I realize, like, you know, um, men that would, like, let's say, come to my mom's shop and like, they're looking at you or they give you money. I say, call me if you need anything or, um, they're smiling at you like very cheekishly or, um, they're looking at you all the time. instead of focusing on what they came for. Like, you know, like most times I would just go stay inside and my mom's like office, I'll stay there. When the guest is gone, I come out, um, like, You know, I and mean, things I wasn't even doing intentionally were just reflex, like, okay, mm-hmm. there's a man here, mm-hmm. so I'm going to excuse myself type of thing. Mm-hmm. It was mostly for men, I did it sometimes, I'll do it for women too, but mostly for men, I would just go to her office and stay there and just like be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in schools, like, you see professors that are like very close to some females, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. like, I don't know technically what they had in mm-hmm. relation to those females, like, even those that were close to me, like, you know, um like, obviously, I'm, like, like you said, like, your sister was very vocal. My sister is very vocal as well. Like, I'm not as vocal as her. I process my things, like, differently and inwardly. Mm-hmm. And I may, like, react differently. Um, and it depends on what it is that I may be vocal about. But um, I guess because I was, like, a very stubborn, like, mischievous child in high school, I guess they didn't really try anything. But you could just tell from the niceness. Like, they were really nice. Um, they would wink at you. And I may be innocent, but, you know, it just comes up as weird. Yeah. Like, very weird. Or, like, they're hugging you and they're holding you on your waist. Right. Like, you know, my daughter type of thing, so it's just it was very like, just in general, when it comes to men, I'm just very guarded. Um, to men, to like even guys my age, sometimes depending on like their outlook, I'm just very guarded. Um, just because of what I've seen happen to other people, what I've seen on TV, what I've seen around me. So it's just like, <laughs> like, yeah. even with uncles, like, you know, even if they don't do it to you, they may see how they do it to other girls, mm-hmm. like your age or whatever. So you're mm-hmm. just like, yeah, it's a no, but yeah.
2: And um, honestly, I, I don't know. Was it you? I was talking to Alamide when we were talking in the about. Car. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how you're feeling something, but you don't know if anyone else feels it. Girl, yeah. they feeling yeah. it too. <laughs> Until you randomly just start talking I'm like, wow, yeah. you feel that way too? Like, I remember we are in the parking lot and I was talking to Alamide. I was like, I don't think I'm even, I'm ever comfortable.
1: Never. Around Older, certain yeah. men. Yeah. And I was, I was saying like, I was saying that. I feel like there's a spirit of lust. Yeah. Mm. That's it. Because like I can only name like maybe less than five uncles that I feel like comfortable. 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 Like yeah. I know they never yeah. when they yeah. look at me it's pureness. Yeah. You know? Like they literally are focused on their wives and mm-hmm. And I'm strictly mm-hmm. a little sister or a little a little daughter to mm-hmm. them. Yeah. But other African men, like Bruh. the way they greet you, the way they look you they up they and down. like at you like you're yep. a chocolate. I was just like I, I never, I never feel comfortable for the most part around African men, like mm. older uncles. Yeah, older uncles. I feel comfortable around my aunties. Mm-hmm. They might, you know, yeah. Uh, when are you gonna. You need to eat more yeah, you when you, you get me. married. But yeah. that's, 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 that's nothing, right? But like the the uncles, I'm just like. Hi and bye. Like I don't want to have any conversation. It's like yeah, I I I, I said something. It. Yeah, like there's yeah. nothing pure between this interaction. Exactly, and I don't want to even give any
2: room to it. And some of them, yeah. their wives will be right next to sitting right next to them. Hmm. And by the way that they're greeting you, you already know. Uh, this this, is, this man is up hmm. to
1: no good. Like, um I my mean, next question was basically how has this. Experiences shaped how you interact with uncles nowadays but we're already digging into it you know we're yeah, <laughs> no, no, good like everybody's flowing in the spirit mm-hmm. um because <laughs> like i was even once i endured this december my uncle we stayed with him and Lecky, and this time around he had his um friends his like close friends come mm-hmm. over they stayed in the guest house and my uncle's like 40-ish and his friend's like 39 to 42 and um they were just really nice to me so, one day, we have a Christmas party at my grandpa's compound on the mainland every year. And they were there. And my mom was like, yeah, allow be on 28 in January. And they're like, ah, 28? You look so young. If we had Good. known, one of us can make you, make you our, um, our wives. What? I, I said, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. How did this? Just, and my mom is right there. I'm just looking at, like... No, Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm your best friend's niece. Mm -hmm. Let's keep it at that, you know? And it's so funny because, like, in reality, we are old enough to marry somebody of that age. Mm -hmm. But because of our interaction with older African men, Mm -hmm. we sometimes shrink back to that little girl that was helpless Mm -hmm. against them, Mm -hmm. you know? Even though, like, we literally are in our mid to late 20s. We shrink back when we interact because, like, we're going back to that 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 age or that stage in life when we first encountered this interaction, and we don't, Mm -hmm. we don't, we don't receive it. While like when Uncle smiles, she's like, "Hey, beautiful guest," like, "No, yeah, don't please, I beg." Just, (laughs) Mm -hmm. just mm, like Mm -hmm. you're cringing, yeah. I like, you know
2: calling. how, um, when it comes to greeting uncles, you, I don't know if you guys still kneel down to
1: greet. It depends on the age. I, I do yeah. a dip. Yeah. <laughs> I do
2: a dip. <laughs> I still kneel down I do. Like, I do, I don't, like, go full down on the floor, yeah. but I still be kneeling down. But I know, I, I do it intentionally. I do mm-hmm. it from a distance so that after I kneel down, I wouldn't have to hug you.
3: Mm-hmm. Like, I just be like, oh, hi, mm-hmm. uncle,
2: kneel down, go and face my walk. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come here to be touching
3: nobody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Like, even, um... Uh, what was I going to say? Um, Just in general, like even just guys, like even the other day, like me and my sister went for, my sister and my brother went for a baby shower here. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, there's an African baby shower, there's guys, there's people. And we're just sitting down, vibing on our own, like, and then I get up to go take a picture of the person that's pregnant. And I don't know, this guy tried to drag, like he was on the water that dragged drag me. <laughs> it was like reflexes i was walking and he had dragged me to dance with him and i was like sir <laughs> so my sister was laughing at me like hey, at your big age like she was making fun of me like <laughs> just joking around your big age around me but it was just like bro like i wasn't don't expecting you. that mm-hmm. like even if you're drunk are you like are you okay like Too much. to come and dance it doesn't look like a club it's a baby shower exactly. like, let's affect ourselves first of all it's a baby Thank shower you. and like you're old as heck that's mm-hmm. just number one so it was just like They don't, it's like, it's just embedded in there. Like, I don't, and it's because, I think it's because you're so used to it. Like, even when you go out in Nigeria, like, even if it's not the club, that's how deep, Behave. Yeah, that's Nigerian, how they dance Nigerian That's how they. Men older men are, you know, they are, you know, and women are just like, especially if you have money, mm-hmm. you don't even have to call the women. The women come to you. Right. Like that's how they used to. So like i think I'll just call because I was dancing. With my sister, you think I'm gonna dance with you? Right. Like,
0: I like to dance mm-hmm. by
3: myself. Like don't be touching me. And like no, it's just like even back home, like even when you're at home, younger, and I wasn't thinking anything. Like I would walk out of my room naked or with just underwear, like mm-hmm. brand pan. My mom's like, Can't wear clothes, can't wear clothes, and I'm like it's my house. What was the big deal? Like, there's nobody here. Yeah. You don't know who can enter. No, no, not Even if, and if, things are, even though it just be my aunties, my uncles, I'm not thinking in that mm-hmm. way. Like, yeah. they're going to look at me that way. I'm saying, this is my house. That's how I'm mm-hmm. thinking about it. Like, um, and it's even like, even now when I have like, you know, maybe my male friends or whatever come mm-hmm. over at the house, I'm very like, even if I'm wearing a big sweater, I know bra, I'll go wear a bra or I will mm-hmm. bring like a blanket and cover myself because it's just, Knowing yeah. that some pair of eyes could just be on you yeah. or that area is just very uncomfortable for me. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, in my in my head, I didn't know why she's telling me to go wear clothes. I'm just like, I'm in my house. It's a Saturday, like mm-hmm. I'm chilling. But it's like, she's like, no, go put on your clothes, go put on your clothes. Like, so now that I'm older, obviously I'm able to process that and be like, okay, this is the reason why she's trying to like, mm-hmm. you know, tell me to go put on clothes because she really don't know. Like, even people that are like maybe working in the compound, because you know you have like shared houses with people. Mm-hmm. They could be looking at you through some window exactly. you don't even know. Like, it's yeah. man, man that's watching yeah. the car, looking at you, and just, like, mm. ah, they're plotting. You don't know. God forbid, your parents are not home. They they okay, get interested to your house. It's, like, anything mm. um can literally happen. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Even as you mentioned, I remember I went to Nigeria. I got to Nigeria a lot. Take, me, take me. I went to Nigeria one year, and we were at a wedding. And I went to the bathroom. And I'm using the bathroom. Mm. And something said, I Look behind you. And I look behind me, and there's a man in the window hey. staring at me as I use the bathroom. Wait, that is creepy. Oh my God. Wait. Dude, I didn't even, I just, fuck <laughs> my loading. I said, Are you kidding? Are you that is And serious? he scattered off, and I started yelling. Like, so disgusting. He was literally watching me mm. pee. Are you from, serious? Yes, from the window. Like that window behind you, he was watching me, like I'm sitting down, like I literally pulled my skirt down, peeing. I look behind me and I see a face like oh vivid. I would have freaked out. Like what is,
3: what kind of spirit? And, I, and I'm sure he was working there. I'm sure he was like probably walking outside or mm-hmm. something.
1: So I was watching the um, Sex for Great documentary last night. We were watching it again just to keep catching up mm-hmm. and refreshing. Um, the girl who wants to commit suicide, I think, she was saying as the she approached it, she confronted the, her, her professor like what you did the first time was inappropriate. I didn't like it. He apologized, and the next thing you know, he's touching me again. Hmm. I said, Omar, it's just a spirit? Mm-hmm. Like, how are you apologizing?" Mm-hmm. And then you do what you just apologized for, like no self control. Like no, I was like, do you, do "You guys," and my friend was like, "Honestly, when you when you live that lifestyle for so long, yeah. you think about anything. You don't really think about it anymore. It just becomes second nature to you." Hmm. And I'm just like, "Bruh, like this is crazy. How do you?" <laughs> Hmm. i think with most girls so they feel
3: like they keep doing it and doing it again the girl will give in Hmm. so they just keep trying and trying until they meet the wrong one that's not going to give in like Hmm. and the fact that there's no accountability for these people's actions like it's not the first time it's happening it's been on for years and that's this all this um sex for grades and even like cultism one of the reasons why i I told myself i don't want to go to university in nigeria like Hmm. i filled the jam on purpose like my mom wasted her money and i told her (laughs) straight to her face Mm -hmm. i don't because you watch nollywood and you're seeing this thing and you Mm -hmm. think oh it's not real but it's like, nah, like, you know, even my cousins at school, they like, you know, praise God, it, the grace of God kept them. But it's mm-hmm. like, even them having to go on strikes because the teachers don't want to teach because they're not getting paid. Like mm-hmm. all those uselessness that won't mm-hmm. happen here in school, like mm-hmm. delayed graduations mm-hmm. and stuff because of what? Like people yeah. want to act like they don't have sense. Like, but that and cultism really scared me. Like, people will force you to be their girlfriends because they're in cults Mm. and if you don't do it they'll kill you Mm. and and, and, like go after your family like that that's scary like Mm -hmm, mind you i don't know jesus there so i'm not banking on any old you Mm -hmm. know blood of jesus to cover Mm -hmm. me i'm just like Mm -hmm. bro i don't want to go to school in nigeria like Mm -hmm. high school was okay like that's fine but university i was scared out of my mind like all the movies i've watched like hearing stories of like like nobody, and these professors have been on seat for years and mm. years and years doing the same thing because no one is, you know, correcting them or take like taking action against what they're doing. No
1: one's holding that's, them accountable. And that's my thing. Like I feel like as a society, as a society, we tend to find solutions to avoid situations. Like you decided to not go to university mm-hmm. there, but come to US for school. Mm-hmm. You felt the jam. People, um, like sex for grade, talk about how some school, one school offers self defense class against mm-hmm. for students who, who might be in particular wow. being attacked by the professor. But it's just like we're doing all these things to prevent right. us, yeah, from being assaulted but we are not confronting the Thank beast. You. exactly. Yeah. Which is what allows the culture mm-hmm. yeah. to thrive to continue. Uh-huh. and yeah. continue to grow mm-hmm. and gain power because it's like, okay, people know what we're doing and they're doing everything in their power to avoid us, but we're still able to do what we want to do. Yeah. Mm. And things, that's why, like, a lot of things, like, good things to bring exposure and also to bring awareness, but it's also time to slay implement. the beast. Like, yeah. Just, like, implement, like, removing these professors like if if you know these professors are doing are being accused by multiple people right, for right. years right. about doing X, Y, and Z something like hey maybe we should investigate what's, what's going on maybe on. we should remove mm-hmm. onto investigating is further you know conducted and done to mm-hmm. prove them innocent but now it's just like oh we, we just slap a clap on the rest of so these men mm. are able, there's vivid like audio exactly. video Proof that these men were asking these girls, they were very, in the kind of sense, they're, kind of, they're kind of vague. They weren't mm-hmm. directly saying, I want to have sex you. They were very vague, like, can yeah. I touch you? Can I kiss you? Yeah. And they, were, mm-hmm. they were asking for consent. But it's like, why are you It's still inappropriate. The thing no, is no, no, that, no. Do you wait. know what's important? So you okay, the, okay, lawyer. Come on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Come on, lawyer. No, there Break was it down. this
2: one scene where um I forgot who the lady was, but she was talking about, like, the imbalance of power and when it comes to consent. Mm-hmm. Like, even though you might say the girl consented to it, you can't truly consent when then there's an imbalance of right. power. This man's a whole professor. He, he has locked the door. I'm trying, I'm trying to, my, he, locked I'm trying to pass my he locked the door. You're trying to pass, pass your class. class. He has he's your grades. He's talking about some. <laughs> she said yes. Hmm. What yes? You forced her into You the forced end. her to say like, gave her sir.
3: Most <laughs> girls don't even say it. Like, even the ones that voluntarily go into the teacher's office to ask for that is because they know. Nonetheless, if they still go to ask for help academically, they're mm-hmm. still gonna get asked for the other things. So, I might as well just, hello, yeah, take it and just give me my grade. Exactly, I'm trying to graduate. My parents cannot know I failed my class because exactly. they would kill me. And, and it's like, yeah, it's, they're it's, vulnerable. Yeah, they're vulnerable. So it's like even those people that you know, I mean, there's some people that maybe are just into prostitution in general that would just don't care. Mm-hmm. But that's a very small percentage, percentage mm-hmm. of, like against other women who like have no choice. Exactly. Like there's no like. What is tutoring in Nigeria? What are you tutoring in Nigeria in college? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that that you go with the professor? They allow you to take the exam again, or you're bribing them with money or mm-hmm. your body. For guys, mostly it's money, anyways, but for girls, it's mostly their bodies. They don't wow. care about the money. They just want to know that you, to them, you are, you are looking sweet and they want to have a taste. Like that's really just disgusting. it. And they feel good about that. But mm-hmm. for guys, they will take out money. You know, they will, like I read on Twitter the other day, somebody got scholarship and someone was trying to bribe them indirectly to give them the scholarship money like this is scholarship for my school wow. and he ended up not getting the scholarship because of that because wow. he said no and they refused to give it to him wow. it wasn't until he tweeted it and somebody saw it someone was like reach out to me let me investigate hmm. that's ridiculous right. even i felt bad for that he's not even like the, he said no he stood his ground and they did not give him the scholarship because hmm. the deadline had passed that's ridiculous very. that's very ridiculous
2: there's no accountability in It's crazy. And um, I I don't know if you guys heard about what happened with the Oscars and how they disqualified that movie, Lionheart. Lionheart. Mm -hmm. Because it was um, too much English. English, Bruh. And then I saw so many people reposting it and they were upset and stuff. I'm like, yeah, granted, that's that's trash. I hate that that happened. But I don't think we focus on what truly matters in this this Hmm. continent of Africa. Yeah. So many issues are happening within Nigeria. SARS. We need everything. to start investing our energy in what really matters. The corruption mm. with the politics in schools and education. The education system is poor because we have all it these is. professors. It is. And we're talking about Oscars. Invest that energy in improving
3: yeah. Africa. The economy. Like, it's, just, it's crazy.
1: So for somebody that might be in a predicament that they can be preyed on what are some key words or phrases or even gestures that they should be on the lookout to know that they might be in a predicament that can compromise them Mm
3: -hmm.
1: for me it's probably weird but whenever i hear you need to gain weight Mm -hmm. from an older african man "Hmm," Mm -hmm. or you need to lose weight immediately (laughs) for me it's a, a reflex. Really I don't. Flag. I don't even. I don't care. It's a reflex. Because for me, I feel like you are not. But what you're saying to me is, you need to get the body of what I sexually desire. Mm. Because, wow. Do I, What will gaining weight do for a long meter? Or what will mm-hmm. losing weight do for a long meter? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you say you need to gain weight, you're not saying going, go and get. You know all these pounds. You're saying. Enhance the, the chest, yeah. enhance the thighs, yeah. enhance the hips, you mm-hmm. know, and enhance the butt. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you're basically saying, I want you to get to gain the body of what I'm sexu- sexually attracted to. Mm-hmm. I am not your wife. Yeah, like what you you I have am to not do with sleeping you. with you. <laughs> so my what my body has to do? Like with I gain weight, what how does it well, benefit exactly. you? Like mm-hmm. does it increase your wealth, your intelligence? Obviously not. Increase it's basically for a, your a, a sexual pleasure. African men say stuff like that when they talk about your weight, and your body. That's a complete red flag for me. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you're basically telling me, and and I, I desire for you to, you know, gain the sexual body that I desire, mm-hmm. like, gain the body that I sexually desire. And for me, it's just like I'm not sleeping with you, but you're telling me indirectly that you want me to have the body that she want desire mm-hmm. sexually. That's a red flag for me.
2: Yeah. Mm. For me, I would be, I would say if you're a Christian, listen to your discernment. Mm. Because I feel like God Mm. has given us the spirit of discernment for a reason. And it wasn't until that, it wasn't until we had that conversation about feeling uncomfortable that's when I realized that, dang, this is just probably my discernment telling me that there's something off with this man. And I'll also say, look at the ways that um, this uncle interacts with you, how he looks at you. Yeah. Me, Hmm. how that uncle looks at me will tell me a lot. A lot. Whether he's looking at me from up and down, whether I feel like he's trying to do things that are flirtatious, mm-hmm. like I remember those small uncles that was saying, "Oh wow, your mom is so pretty, and your daughter is so pretty too." And like <laughs> when he said that, I was like, "I mean, yeah, cool, you can say that comment, but the way this man said it, I was mm-hmm. like, I don't, I'm not comfortable around you, actually. Yeah, yeah." I'm not.
1: So it's not what you say. how you say it.
2: Yeah, it's how you say it. Mm. So I feel like I'm looking out for those certain stuff. And obviously, you know how you're greeting someone and then they lower their hands to be touching you around mm. your waist.
3: Yeah. Mm. Look
2: out for that. How
1: you greet them and how they're touching your body with their hands. And yeah. a, another key phrase from the documentary was like... Don't tell your mom. Hmm. Or if you're being that. bad, I'll tell your yeah. mom. Because what they're doing is basically flexing power that they can tell somebody that's over you, like your mom is basically over you, you know, they can tell her, they can influence your mom to see you differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or tell your mom is like, if your mom hears just she might see the red flag and know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, keep, you know how a lot of molesters, when they molest their victims, they tell their victims like, if you if you snitch, I will kill your family. Yeah. Like, basically, yeah. put fear in them. Yeah. So with that hope, go- your mom relationship, they're trying to put fear in you so that you know that somebody that's over you, like your mom or your dad, I have the power to influence yeah. how they treat you. So exactly. if you want to keep the your your mom's love and approval and affection, you better keep your mouth quiet. Mm-hmm. So that's another key phrase for me. Yeah. yeah. For me, it would be um, if they're trying to do things in private, like. Mm. Um,
3: ask for your number they start messaging hmm. you in private or when your mom's not there they start saying stuff to you or whispering stuff to you that's a big one for me um kind of a lot of people that are like oh you know here's my card call me or like what's your number you know just in case you need anything hmm. nah like not interested like that is a big one for me Cause these things, they most likely won't say in front of your parents mm-hmm. or someone like you know that's that you trust, that's older. Mm-hmm. They'll say maybe when your mom's like not there, looking at you like some kind of way, or like you know um, saying things in private, or messaging you in private, or saying like you know don't tell anybody, just keep this between us. Mm-hmm.
0: All mm-hmm. those
3: are definitely red flags. Cause like if you can't say in front of my mom or my dad, then what are we doing? Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a red flag.
2: There was this one uncle that went to my mom's church, and I was probably still like 16, 17-ish, and he was probably like in his late 30s. And I remember him just always wanting my number. Hmm. My mom never knew about it. Like, he just always wanted my number. So I remember one time, and I wasn't even saved then. I was so young and naive. I remember I gave him the house phone. And he called me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I called the house phone. I think my dad picked up. Oh my
1: gosh. And he was like, who
2: is this person that's calling the phone? I said he's oh, he's this man that goes to mommy's church. And that's when um I think my dad told me to block his number. (laughs) And I think my dad told my mom to talk to him to never talk to me again. Wow. But ever since then, he never talked to me. I Hmm. even put on my phone never his name was never answer <laughs> again in your life <laughs> like <laughs> Dad. in a hot church you're looking at a little
3: girl. <laughs> Are you kidding? You know everybody that's in church is there for the right reason. Exactly. Especially these African churches. Shoot. Yeah. Even, honestly, even American churches too. Yeah. Like, these people are crazy.
2: Isn't that what they be hmm. doing? I mean, I'll watch Greenleaf, but I know they do a lot of drama.
3: Yes. <laughs> that show is just high blood pressure.
1: <laughs> so, speaking of like, okay, so my thing is like, these uncles were once in a point of time younger men, hmm. right? Like people our age and they, you know, slowly but surely became these uncles that we do not feel comfortable around. So what are some ways that this generation of Nigerian men, these younger men, what can they do to ensure that they don't become these older uncles that we do not feel comfortable around and become uncles that possibly that their future daughters do not feel comfortable around as well? Mm. <laughs> God
3: well, first of all, I think they need to be proper education and awareness just yeah. in general Around rape. When we think about technology, now everybody's talking about rape culture and, um, you know, the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. And even, like, you know, there was a point on Twitter when guys were apologizing to girls. They had, you know... Um sexually like you know abused or touched like uh, not even rape but like even rape though like just yeah yeah because you know and me growing up in nigeria i saw obviously we knew a lot of these things like obviously like you know guys like you know they did if they touched you did stuff with you it was like an accomplishment so Hmm. when they brought it to light like a lot of guys were thinking back and they were apologizing and like um so definitely awareness like they need to be i think honestly most of it i think is what they see Hmm. when they are growing up Mm-hmm. You know, i got yeah. money, I can get whatever I want. That's the attitude that maybe their father displayed mm-hmm. or their uncle, rich uncles displayed. And that's what a lot of adults display, actually, in Nigeria. Like, I have money, I can bypass whatever and do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And if they're being taught that is, like, and that's all they know, that's a problem. So I definitely do believe, like, proper education... Um, proper discipline, like both in a christian and non-christian form like just mm-hmm. teaching like the like this is what's right this is what's How wrong to be a
2: man and honestly
3: yeah. just basic respect like you know if, if basic respect in general for a fellow human being and a fellow woman like yeah and even men too that go through these things like just basic respect for your neighbor like mm-hmm. if you love your neighbor just certain things you would not do to them intentionally mm-hmm. to hurt them um so yeah
2: yeah, I would also say that um they should seek healing mm-hmm. because a lot of these uncles they're just broken little mm-hmm. boys. Facts. Yep. That's something I don't know what specific thing happened in their childhood but something happened in their childhood and now they're um they're acting out as old men. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say to my God, thank God that the friends that I do have, the guy friends that I do have, I don't see them going that route. But they are guys our age that mm. probably aren't headed that route. And I would say you need to seek healing right now.
1: Yeah.
2: So that wouldn't um, play out in your future. Yeah. And healing, I would say go to a therapist.
3: Mm.
2: Honestly, talk to God. If you're a Christian, I would encourage you to talk to God about talk to God about that. Um, seek out help from your community
1: and yeah um, for me I was like you said be informed but I'll also take a step further and say be compassionate and mm-hmm. sensitive there there are times when guys make inappropriate me too jokes I was with some friends and um, a guy from was on I guess Facebook and there was a meme where they were like I know the ending to Avengers and it was like Thanos being arrested for me too like he got called out for a sexually lost oh somebody and they found it funny that's how laughing and i'm just like you are highly intelligent but you're a fool
0: honestly <laughs> you are freaking <laughs> fool like
1: and it's like you know, hey. you know that you know that gabrielle Union like she smiles but she's holding back yeah mm-hmm. i did that like <laughs> you are a freaking fool <laughs> and um there was like that's not funny like but you're laughing i was just like I'm laughing because I'm about to unleash right. this rock <laughs> on you and God is holding me back. But it's just like, you are in a room with three other women, mm-hmm. right? And you do not know which out of us three have been raped, mm-hmm. molested, or are still seeking healing in this area, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, not everybody... People that do get raped or abused or sexually abused do not share their story. People who do who came out during the music movement, they're brave, but they mm-hmm. came out years later. Yeah. The people who are, who are still even breathing for air. So it's like, you making a joke in a room full of other women thinking it's funny. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you are you daft? Yeah. Like, you're making a me too joke reference. If I put out that could have been raped during my last day, like, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And it's like, how's that funny? Like, how's not- being called out for what you did years ago a funny joke? It's not. You know, and I was just like, you need to realize, like, um, you need to, I saw a tweet yesterday, and the person was like, um, sh- she was 19, her boss was 40, and he went, he leaned in and whispered, like, you know, you, you you have a future as a sex operator. What? And he was laughing, she said, I don't get it. Explain to me how that's funny. She had, she had a straight face. He stopped laughing. He said that her dad told her, whenever someone make an inappropriate joke towards you. Don't laugh. Ask them to explain to you why it's funny, because mm-hmm. then they have to realize like, I got this is not this is not funny, not, like right. you know. Mm. And it's just, like also being sensitive, like just knowing that people are everybody shares their story, so you can't be going on cracking jokes about people being raped as if, if it's a funny joke, thinking exactly. that everybody's gonna laugh with you. You yeah. know, like that's like some that's like your mom being murdered, God forbid. And I'm cracking jokes about oh. Yeah, somebody's mom got stuck. Ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. And that's a trigger point for you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you have to be really compassionate, sensitive. So just being aware, because I feel like a lot of our friends, a lot of people in the society are byproducts. A rape culture yeah yeah. Mm. like rape culture isn't just raping somebody rape culture has different levels of pyramid mm-hmm, there's yeah. pulling the girl's bra straps mm-hmm. touching somebody's butt mm-hmm. cat calling mm-hmm. whistling mm-hmm. getting mad when a girl don't give you her number calling her the B word mm-hmm. calling her a hoe because she mm-hmm. didn't want to date you yeah, basically talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> smearing her name mm-hmm. that is a rape culture because yeah. you are demonizing Thank somebody you. for not giving you an advantage that they did mm-hmm. not want to give you mm-hmm. right and you're throwing you're, you feel you feel entitled This person, Mm -hmm. so it's just like a lot of our friends, a lot of these guys. I feel they are a byproduct indirectly, without even knowing it, a byproduct of rape culture. So I feel like (laughs) just analyze your behavior. How have you, oh, sorry, how have you as a person like been influenced by rape culture? Like, just really knowing your heart, and also just being aware, like. Being aware that you are around a lot of women who are hurting. Yeah. Like because for of me, men. the 2016 right. woman march, I felt like for me just showed me that a lot of people, a lot of women are hurt and taking their own narrative because the men in their lives have failed to protect them. Yeah. Yeah security, love, and just being compassionate. And now you have a lot of people who are hurting. So you cracking these jokes thinking it's funny. It's just like, are you freaking stupid? Mm -hmm. Let me laugh at your daughter being raped and think Mm -hmm. that's funny. And actually, we didn't even mention it what I have been talking about was the T. whole T.I. thing. <laughs> oh, like, don't, right, please right, don't right, get right, me right. started. Mm. Like, I'm a Christian and I believe in waiting till you're married. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I feel like what T.I. did mm-hmm. was a violation to his daughter. Mm-hmm. And it's like, did you keep the same energy mm-hmm. with your son? I was just about to say that. Your son is younger than your daughter having sex and you are just patting him on the back like, my boy, my dog. Your boys I would kind be boys. Of boys be boys. Yeah. But your daughter... Who's doing well in school? Who's well behaved? Who has a straight future ahead of her? Who's doing well for herself? Mm-hmm. You are taking her to the gynecologist to see if her hymen is still there. First of all, everybody knows you only have a you only get a, a PEP smear done six uh, six months after your first time having sex, mm-hmm. and if you are still a virgin by twenty five, then you do the exam every three to, every three years. So mm-hmm. my thing is like, why is her doctor? sharing her results with her dad how old is she she's 18 now but they've been doing it for like since she's like 15 16 Mm -hmm. so it's like and then why are you bribing her to give her a million dollars if she keeps her virginity by by 21 like i are you mad like i I understand as a father one particular daughter from men that will not value her and will use her but keep the same energy for your son. yeah right and also like like, period (laughs) trust. like first of all your high man can it can, it, it can pop any single way. Like, you can mm. have sex and still not, that joint still don't pop. Like, it just, <laughs> it's just like, ah, oh, rape culture, mm. it makes my skin crawl because yeah. it empowers these men mm-hmm. or not even women to abuse people. And it's just like, we indirectly, we're, we're a society that's been affected by sex, mm-hmm. porn, mm-hmm. and identification, you know, like people being objects. So it's just like, Just being compassionate and also being aware of how you have been influenced. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like I I think, Holy Spirit, I I had a a work dad and he's. He's a really great guy, and one time he hugged me, and I, his brother was like, "He's not trying to hurt you. Mm -hmm. Like this man has been looking out for you since you've been at work. He's been a great, like, fake father to you, like, father Mm -hmm. figure. He's not trying to hurt you. What you're dealing with is being scared of any man trying to hurt you, and you're thinking that all men are going to hurt you. So I had to heal from that, and just Mm -hmm. really like." He is a great person, mm-hmm. but as to heal from that, it's just like being aware how I have how how the woman had been affected by rape culture, like yeah. myself. Like I'm not a rapist, but how have I been affected by it? Because I now see all men like me walking on the street. This guy's minding his business. He is not trying to rape you while I'm in it. Right. But I put that projection on him. Yeah. Like, he's a rapist. But he's trying to walk past you. You're walking a little bit too slow. Like, <laughs> how have you been affected oh by rape gosh. culture? Yeah. Like, the fear of being raped is a really big one for a lot of people. Yeah.
3: Even just even just with dating. Like, dating. I know oh for my- myself personally, yeah. I'm just... I'm very skeptical about people in general. Yeah. But then when it comes to people trying to show me love in that mm-hmm. way. Ah, <laughs> like, people, people that know me, like, will tell you, like... Like, I will push back as much as I can. Like, this whole, like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I don't sing too much, both on TV and in real life when it comes to, like, marriage mm-hmm. and, like, um, dating and, like, what men can do. Like, it's it's, it's definitely affected me. Mm-hmm. Like, even when I'm watching a movie, I'll be like, oh, I hate men. I hate men. Like, yeah. the Holy Spirit had to convict me. Like, you're going mm-hmm. to marry a man. Right. Your brother is a man. Like, you can't keep saying you hate men. Mm-hmm. Your father yeah. is a man. Like, the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. had to convict me. Like, it was really mm-hmm. bad. Um and it's not even necessarily, like, okay, obviously, yeah, I've been through my whole fair share of high school heartbreak, like, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't even, like, because of that alone. It's just things I've seen around me. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, you know, marriage is failing mm-hmm. around me and, like, not having any sensible one to look up to, any solid one to look up to in my own immediate, like, vicinity. And it's, like, when it comes to dating, it's, like, God, I've told myself, I don't want to make this. I, like, I'm trying to break every cycle that is negative. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make no mistake of well, yeah. I'm getting married, I'm getting divorced. Like God all forbid, that, that's just going to be too much. So I'm always just... very careful. Sometimes a little too careful. Mm-hmm. Like when people tell me, "Loosen up." That is very hard for me to do when it comes to men. Yeah, when it comes to dating, like yeah. loosen up. Like I, I can count how many dates I've been on to on in my 25 years of life. Mm-hmm. I think only two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. with the same person. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's really difficult. Like just because of what you've seen around, like African society and just society in general. Yeah. Like with when it comes to men and what they do or what they feel like they're entitled to do
2: and just to follow up um on what sandra was saying even in terms of dating too i remember a lot of knows of this but there was this one time um this i was in the mall with my mom and then this guy walks up to me and he's not even paying attention to mm. my mom which is disrespectful but um he was he, w- he was trying to go smack at me and um he was saying, oh, wow, I saw you from across the room. You're so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, let me get your number. And mind you, the way this boy was talking was like, oh, this man has sense. He was even Nigerian, too. I was like, okay. This boy Yeah, and he was speaking so properly. I was like, okay, this boy actually has sense. So I was like... No, he was like, um, get my number. I was like, no, what the heck? What do I look like? So I said, you will take my right, number, right. sir. <laughs> so he took my number. And next thing you know, we started texting. And if you see the rubbish that this oh man gosh. was texting me, oh my gosh. Just a whole bunch of sexual trash. Uh, I swear I was about to vomit out of my (laughs) my mouth. And honestly, after that, I was like, which man actually has a brain? Hmm. I really, I know I still need to heal from this because I'm looking at a whole bunch of men like, who actually thinks about women purely? But I'm also happy that I have... Brothers in the Lord that mm. love God yeah. and see women right, right, and I'm happy right. I have that and that, treat
3: women rightly, treat
2: women rightly yeah. too. So I'm happy I have that in my life because the world wants to paint this picture of all men are trash, mm. which I totally yeah. disagree with I agree. because I agree there with are men that have been set apart by God, Hallelujah, somebody, Praise the Lord, and that are following the ways of the Lord and that love woman the way God loves them.
3: Yeah, and honestly, like I know it's not. Like, even just with the whole John Christie how out, like, people can, like, come up. And, like, if you don't generally know God, like, yeah. it's very difficult for you to generally, like, pour out that pure love to somebody else, or, mm-hmm. like, somebody else's daughter, or even, like, somebody else's son. Like, girls do the same thing, too, for guys. But it's, just, like, mm-hmm. it's very hard. Like, if you don't have a relationship with God, like... Yeah. Even to give someone money is hard. If you don't have a relationship with God, it's, just, like, <laughs> you just do things for yourself. So it's, like, that's what is lacking. Like, the fear of God, mm-hmm. I feel, is generally lacking among a lot of... African adults or African men like okay we can go yeah. to church we can pray we can fast 50 times but do you know God yeah. like apart from all that spiritual activity the fear of God is lacking they don't fear mm-hmm. God so definitely don't, they're not going to care for you yeah. or what you feel or what you're going through. it's just like mm-hmm. you'll be fine like mm-hmm. to them they're empowered they're in control they can do whatever they want which mm-hmm. is not right mm-hmm.
1: so my next question is how can we as future mothers and aunties and just role models change the narrative for the future generation of Nigerian girls. Hmm. Um, I think one thing we can do is basically share our stories. I feel like a lot of aunties and moms and, you know, older women have been sexually assaulted. You know, like hmm. a lot of them were involved, probably affected and talked about their professors or uncles as well it's not a new thing it's been around for decades but no one has really been very vocal about it everybody's very hush-hush and I think just exposing and sharing sharing our stories Mm -hmm. like okay when I was young my mom told me not to do x y and z but I did it and this is what happened Mm -hmm. you know so that way somebody that predicament can be like hmm I connected Mm -hmm. that story yeah let me be wise and connect to what she Mm -hmm. what she let me not do what she did and not end up in the same predicament as her or she said oh people are like Sharing the story that maybe they can come to you for advice, you know, just mm-hmm. being very vocal about our experiences so people can know, like, hey, I can connect with her mm-hmm. and I can connect to the story. Another thing is, I feel like a lot of moms be like, "Oh, you can't, you can't go, you can't sleep at that person's house," or blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to sleepovers growing up. I, I went to Me one too. sleepover, mm-hmm. but other than that I don't think I slept over anybody's house growing up. My mm-hmm. my mom was like, "No," mm-hmm. but she never like fully explained mm-hmm. why you know yeah, yeah. now i'm understanding the narrative exactly. behind the story but it's like at that moment she could have said you know i'm trying to protect you from people who mm-hmm. do not see you as a mm-hmm. child and oh, want to wow. harm you so even though i'm young that's a convo that definitely needs to be had mm-hmm. you know so that i can be alert and i can be vocal anything comes up i saw a post one guy was like i told my daughter if anybody tell, calls her my little wife. Hmm. She needs to tell me immediately. me? Yes. So one day, this it guy, happens. this okay, guy happens. called her. My, he he said, "Oh, there goes my wife." Girl, she <laughs> ran to her dad, <laughs> and the the dad, the guy that called his little wife, he's 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 not a, uh, he's not a predator. But the dad explains to him, like, "I trained my daughter to let me know mm-hmm. these key phrases she hears." Mm-hmm. So just. Thing, it's like letting us know, like, I'm trying to protect you, and when Take these things happen, weeks. please come to me, mm-hmm. you know. Because if you don't, if your parents don't explain to you what's going on, what they, why they do certain things or how they operate, mm-hmm. you are not telling them, and things are out mm-hmm. the loop. Yeah. So, just mm-hmm. making sure that my daughter or my my nieces or whoever, mm-hmm. hey, Bookie Jr., <laughs> 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 you know, if you hear this phrase, yeah, come to auntie, come to mommy, you know. Ron. I was just like letting them know and also changing her, so.
3: Mm, that's mm. good i think another one would be also like something i've always told myself is that i'm not gonna raise my daughters and sons differently mm. Mm. like that's so good if my daughter was yeah. a careful you have the same dang on curfew. all right yeah. if this is not happening to her it's not gonna happen to you like because i think that's where it starts like the whole entitlement starts mm-hmm. from little boys thinking that they can do whatever like not oh because she she's a girl she did this worse than if you do it because you're a guy like Hmm. Whatever is universally bad is bad for both genders. Thank you. Um, and that's that. I think that's one thing that annoys me the most. Like even <laughs> even this show, I don't watch it, but I watched it at work one time just to keep me focused. B, um, Backchat London. Oh Lord. Oh dang! Maga. It's called
2: Backchat. I thought it was BK Chat.
3: Oh, is it? It's BK Chat. I don't know. What it is. Oh, I thought oh, it was, it was back, heard, heard, Well, BK Chat, Backchat, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys get on my nerves. Like, yeah. oh my god, the way they express things. Like the most recent one I watched, and they were like um it does body count you uh, know is it important mm-hmm. and they're like mm-hmm. oh and the guy was like if my if my girl has been around 50 men i don't want her and they're like what about you know, like i come with experience that. i'm the man i have resume i was what like what? what? what what is, resu- is resume for what they're like you're supposed to More be like my STD. queen yeah. you're supposed to be my you're supposed to be my queen the mother of my house you're supposed to be my king it's like one you women are are of my own to
2: house so this pure thing but men are yes yeah,
3: uh, men is can bring resumes but women have to the pure is me that would mother Mary. I, I, I was so upset. I was like, This is this is the problem it's with the younger culture, generation. Like, oh, you know, girls it's more dangerous. For no, whatever's universally wrong, universally wrong. Thank like, you. even in the Bible, I was gonna say, Oh, women don't do this, mm-hmm. men don't do this. Mm-hmm. Be holy for I am holy, period. All right. And that's yeah. for everybody. And i not
2: period. Oh, hello. Yes. So
3: it's like, <laughs> when you are, when we start segregating things in society between men and women, that's when people start to internalize that. this, like, that's when the problem starts. So if I'm raising, like, I plan by God's grace to raise my sons and my daughters Amen. the same way. Amen. If your sister's having a curfew, you're having the same curfew. Yeah. And obviously, you know, I'll explain why I communicate, but it's just like, we can't be. And age is also a different factor. If you're older, that's different. Not because you're a girl or you're you're a boy. It's because you're older and you're maturing. And obviously, that's different. But not that. Oh, why? Oh, how come my brother can stay out late? Oh, because he's a boy. No, like these can happen to anybody. So yeah.
2: I mean. Um for me, I think I would, I want to I want to bring up my daughter in a way where she doesn't know shame,
0: mm.
2: Mm. like shame culture. I mean, I think we talked about it in that one podcast that I did about um, growing up in an African household or something like that. Mm. I think shame co- culture is so prevalent within um, the African <laughs> community. And um, I don't want that in my household. Like when my daughter talks to me about something that is disturbing her, I will not tell her no. I will not tell her you're saying nonsense. I will not tell her you're lying. I will not tell her, oh no, you just didn't understand what that uncle was doing. I will not tell her that. I will want to listen to what she has to say and I will not shame her for her feelings. Mm. I want my, even with my son, I want to know what he's feeling. Right. I want to extend grace to him. Mm. I want us to be able to have that conversation about what's going on, like how their bodies are changing. I want to have a conversation about sex. Hmm. I want to have those deep conversations so that they wouldn't have to seek to their school to teach them. Hmm. when they can learn it in their own household. Yeah. And I would want to um, tell them to be aware of, because even though we try our best to um, prevent things from happening, I want them to be aware of the wickedness in this world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because there will still be some uncles in our generation that will grow up to be like that. And I mm. will tell them for the signs to look for, um, like um, what that um, that story you're saying of um, my little wife. I will tell them of those different things to look out for in an uncle.
1: Mm. One thing that you, Sandra said that triggered a thought was like, a lot of the, i you know, that in Nigerian culture, I know for a fact in grow about culture, our mothers drill into us how to, honor and love our husband like yeah. mm-hmm. when your husband talks you blah 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 you you know you prepare his food all that they teach how to honor our husband mm-hmm. like how to love quote unquote our husband show mm-hmm. affection show respect and how to value them as the head of the household. Mm-hmm. But I do not see mm-hmm. the, the same, same energy in God yeah. on how to reference the mother of their future children mm-hmm. or the mother, the they wife of, that's taking their last name, that's joining to them, the helpmates, the help mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. the apple of their eye. I do not see the same curriculum mm-hmm. that we've been given since <laughs> kindergarten yeah. or birth, I should say, right. given to these brothers. And it's just like. Because men are not taught how to value mm. and love a woman, mm-hmm. especially from their mom or dad, people that have influence to mm. really lay the foundation, mm-hmm. they learn it from society. Yeah. And if, if you've seen pop culture, women are objectified. Mm. Ain't nobody talking about romancing no babe and mm-hmm. loving her, only her from mm-hmm. now on to oh my God, you Remember
2: Kanye? Not to talk about Kanye, but you know he said something <laughs> similar. He, he said these rap songs won't keep you in your marriage. I've been married for mm. five
1: years and hip-hop will not save you Thank keep you me married. And I'm like, Preach. he's right. Like, mm-hmm. And it's like, our parents teach us Nigerian girls how to honor and love our husbands mm. culturally to keep our, our our marriages safe and our homes happy. Um, But I don't see the same energy p- being put into Nigerian men yeah. on how to honor your wife yeah. and love her and shoot. Yeah. and one thing one pastor said he was like no pl- belong, pl- Polyga- pl- poly- polygamy. polygamy polygamy polygamy, polygamy. Oh, oh, polygamy. we're so Nigerian y'all. <laughs> you don't
0: even know how
2: to <laughs> <from us. laughs> Ooh,
1: polygamy sorry <laughs> y'all polygamy, polygamy isn't the issue polygamy. of having more than one wife it's an issue of not being content. Thank you. Yes. with one wife. Preach. All right, I appreciate that. Oh, why is now. Appreciate Oh, shut up! Why sucks.
3: is it? that they can have more than one wife and no more than one husband? Even mm. though I don't agree with it, Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. agree with it. Exactly. But you barely see. Even women yeah. that make money, most of them. are allowed to have more than one husband. I was just <laughs> thinking about this the other day. It's like there's just so much stuff like women have suffered too. Like it's just <laughs> like like In you just said before like there's always like everywhere we go everybody's teaching us how to cater for our husband even the stranger on the street auntie, yeah auntie Tayo is teaching you how no, to cater for your husband, for and your husband. auntie toy is teaching you how to cater for your husband but it's like I mean nowadays there's more education about how men obviously think out to church and other people that like have sense but it's like there's not a lot of times that most things that just teach men is oh make money mm-hmm. you know make money make sure you give your wife money take care of it. some people don't even still give their wives money but still <laughs> that's all, money for the girl. that's all they want to say like make money make sure you have money take care of your house so what about the characteristic like what about the when it just comes down to just you and her in yeah. the house like what are you doing to yeah. um, actively win her every day or like cater mm-hmm. to her like men just want to be served served served, served. like mm-hmm. what are you doing to serve your own wife yeah. like you know it's just i don't know man <laughs>
1: So thank you guys for tuning into this episode of Natural Girl Talks. Um, but before we end, I want to change how we do things. I actually, when I was preparing for the this show and like how it was going to flow, um, the Lord definitely showed me that there is a need for prayer for people who have been affected by this and need healing. And um, I just think it will be, really, be really beneficial just to... And with a prayer for people to hear it and just um, just bring breakthrough and healing for them and just also like let them know that they are heard, they are seen and they're not alone and they have the power um, to take back the narrative into their own hands. So I'm going to call on Pastor pasta nicole you okay? pasta. yes pasta pasta <laughs> nicole <laughs> the powerhouse woman of god the fire brand Just, <laughs> <girl>. <laughs> yeah because when she speaks hmm. she speaks like an oracle Authority. God, oh. and i really feel like i was gonna pray initially but when we were talking god I was like nicole nicole gonna pray. so um Let pasta take it away amen amen <laughs>
2: So, Holy Spirit, we just thank you, God, for this moment. God, we thank you for everyone that's going to be listening to this podcast. God, you know their names, Lord. You know their stories, God. You know their childhood, Lord. You know how they grew up. You know what they've been through. You know their trauma. You know their hurt. You know their pain, God. And, Lord, we just welcome you, God, into those places, God. Mm -hmm. Yes. Lord, we might, be we might be in our 20s, we might be in our 30s, but God, sometimes we still feel like we're 10 years old again. Sometimes we still feel like we're children. So, Lord, we ask that you come into those places, God, where we're hurt. And I ask that you heal us, Lord. Yeah. Amen. I ask for your supernatural healing, God, to take place right now in this moment. Mm-hmm. Father, Lord, healing from abuse, healing from trauma. God, even in this moment, I actually feel like people are, are crying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like people are hurting, their hearts are heavy. Mm-hmm. And, God, I just want them to know that you are there with them. And not only are you there with them now, but you were there with them when it was happening. Yeah. Holy Spirit, bring your healing in this moment. Yes, Lord. And, God, I even commit the men that are listening to this podcast mm-hmm. into your hands, God. The men who have done the hurt. Mm. And God, I just ask for your forgiveness right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. God, men who have been carrying this burden their whole lives and saying, I'm nothing but a rapist. I am a product of rape culture and I cannot get out. Mm-hmm. God, I ask for your freedom and for your healing right now in this moment in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God, you said it in your word that those who are in Christ, they are a new creation. Mm. Behold, the old has passed away and the new has come. God, I declare that we are new people in you. Amen. Mm. Your blood covers our past. Mm. So, God, I just ask for your forgiveness. For your restoration, God, you said that you will restore all the the years that the enemy has stolen. So, God, even in this moment, I ask that you restore every year that the enemy has stolen away from us. God, I ask for your healing, God, for your restoration, Lord. And I ask that this podcast will stir something up within each and every one of us, God, to become better parents to become better wives, to become better um, husbands, to become better aunts, to become better uncles, God. May we we change the narrative, God, because it does not have to be like that anymore. So, Lord, I thank you for what you've done. In Jesus' name.
1: Amen. 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 Awesome. Thank you, guys, for staying tuned. Um, Thank you for having us. Yeah. So as we were praying, I'm so sorry, but Nicole's mother's her stew was hitting my nostrils. <laughs> oh my so god. So we are going to end right here because she made me pound a yam. Okay. <laughs> okay and I'm about, to, I'm about to go eat that thing. But I pray that this <laughs> podcast has just touched you, and so. if it has, please, I beg you, in the name of Jesus, send this to somebody who needs to. Yeah. Do yes. not keep this good thing to yourself. Please. Yes. please comment please leave a review let us know what you're thinking let, what's your take on it what's your stance let us hear your opinion until next podcast right, bye, bye. Uh, before we depart um, so where can the people find you
3: well you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at sans a yeah sans with four s's and a <laughs> you can find me on um
2: Instagram at NicoleB.J B.j and um, on Twitter at underscore actually it's two underscores underscore underscore Nicole J, I think. And then YouTube,
1: just do Nicole J. You can find me there. <laughs> and you can definitely find us at Niger Girl Talks. Please be sure to follow the Instagram page. A lot of the con- a lot of the conversation continues there and people share their opinions there as well. Until next time. Hola Bye.
0: Sorry, madam. Sorry.